Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trending higher today. Tokyo is up 0.8%. Sydney and Seoul are in the green as well. Looking at the markets, though, it's a bit like the good, the bad and the ugly. Tesla is reporting record profit margins. Elon Musk should be feeling pretty good about this morning. The markets were mixed, though, and Musk is warning that inflation could be much worse than what the official numbers indicate. And Netflix, well, we previewed this yesterday. In our look at after-hours trade, Netflix shares created overnight falling 30 Joining me now to talk about all the market action and more. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Morning, Michelle. Let's start this morning with Tesla's earnings. It made 3.3 billion US dollars in the first quarter of the year. Despite any issues that it may have had with supply chains, that is seven times more than a year ago. So what is driving Tesla's business? Okay, so if you look at Tesla, it's been quite resilient compared to many of its competitors. And this time around, it can thank higher prices as one of the big factors driving its results. So we've got higher prices, which it raised in China, the United States and other countries, offsetting all the other headwinds. And that includes rising costs of raw materials, wages, logistics and everything else, supply chain chaos. So higher prices was a big factor. So we saw revenue come in at 18 $8 billion in the first quarter end of March. That is above expectations of $17.8 billion. And if you look at the um, jump from last year, it was 81%. And another driver was the sale of regulatory credits to other automakers. That jumped 31% to $679 million in the first quarter. So that plus the big shift towards greener EV vehicles seems to be helping Tesla. Indeed, Tesla's revenue numbers were boosted by multiple price hikes, which it says were intended to offset the rising costs of key inputs like lithium, cobalt and nickel, which are used in its car batteries. Musk indicated in an earnings call that he expects Tesla's overall growth, when 2022 is all said and done, to be at least 50% better than 2021. The company is facing some headwinds though. Ryan, what are the biggest challenges do you think going forward for Tesla? Yeah, there are a couple of things to watch out for, and this includes what's happening in in China, in the form of the COVID zero strategy, just seeing lockdowns playing out. And of course, in the headlines has been Shanghai, where Tesla has a factory and he has already warned that capacity there has been slower to some extent. Uh, it has managed to restart it to some level, but it's not back to where it was supposed to be. Um, so that's something to watch out for. Um, they are trying to ramp up capacity elsewhere, but they say that will take some time. Also, rising commodity costs will be one factor to watch and how much it can mitigate those pressures. It has said it might think about going into lithium mining by itself. So pretty much vertically integrating the supply chain and just cutting out the middlemen there. So something to watch out for to see if they will actually go through that. They've been talking about it for years, but it has said now if the current situation has become more urgent. So that's another factor. And of course, the increased competition every other month, we see a new model, a new brand trying to get into the EV space. So there is no shortage of competition trying to take on Tesla. Tesla shares are up 5.5% in after-hours trade. They're still down more than 7% from the beginning of the year. Now, Ryan, after taking a look at these numbers, what is your take on Tesla? Yeah, if you look at the earnings beat, in the past 11 quarters, they have beaten expectations 
in 10 of the quarters. That's how well they've been doing. And they seem to be consistently beating expectations and just taking investors by surprise positively. And if you look at some of the commentary coming through from Elon Musk, he is saying they have a reasonable shot of achieving 60% growth this year. That is above the 50% annual delivery growth they've been promising for quite some time. Uh, On the conference call, he also talked about what is going to be coming up mass production of a robo-taxi with Mm. no steering wheel, no pedals by 2024. So you can imagine the additional revenue streams that could be coming through. Of course, a lot of um, factors at play here. We're talking about the um, production capacity. If that can be picked up in a consistent or, or significant fashion in Berlin and Texas where it has gigafactories to offset the capacity loss in Shanghai, that will be a big factor. Uh, also, the mining story there, if it can go into mining, that could also take away some of the cost pressures. So it has a reasonable shot to outperform in the coming quarters. All right, before we move on from Elon Musk, there is another story that I want to touch on here, and that is the lawsuit over his 2018 tweets that he was thinking about privatizing Tesla. Remember those? Earlier this week, we talked about how a bunch of shareholders are suing Musk, saying that his tweets were untrue and that they cost them money. The case has not yet come before a jury, but Musk has scored a preliminary win. How so, Ryan? Yeah, he's won this round. So what essentially happened was a federal judge in California rejected a request from shareholders to a bit of a gag order on Elon Musk in the form of his tweets. So the shareholders not happy with Elon Musk tweeting before the trial takes place because they feel it could influence the jury and anyone else involved in making a decision around the trial. So they have been trying to put the, I guess, the gag in Elon Musk's Twitter handle. So something they are not successful around, the judge says a gag order would trample on his free speech rights. So... For now, Elon Musk is the winner of this round. Looks like it so far. All right, next up this morning, Netflix. We talked on the show yesterday about how its subscriber numbers came in lower than expected. In fact, they dropped for the first time in a decade. Netflix shares closed down 35% overnight. They've lost nearly two-thirds of their value since the beginning of the year. Wall Street analysts, meanwhile, have rushed to amend their price targets and downgraded their ratings for Netflix. So a couple of angles that I want to discuss with you here, Ryan. First up, the market narrative has always been that new technologies like streaming media has disrupted traditional industries. CNBC is running a headline this morning, though, that argues disruption is moving in the opposite direction now, at least in the case of Netflix. It argues that legacy media is disrupting the streaming media giant What do you make of that idea? Yeah, Michelle, it's come full circle, right? (laughs) (laughs) The disruptors are being disrupted. So here you have a case study of a disruptor, Netflix, um, just struggling for growth right now. And they are now seriously considering going back to advertising as a form of revenue. And you have to really take into context how Netflix managed to disrupt the industry by doing away with advertisements. Being able to binge watch all your favorite episodes in one sitting was one of the attractions of Netflix without the advertisements, the pre-rolls or the 30-second ads in between your shows. That was a big attraction. 
But now, because of its struggle with growth, it has to reconsider if it needs to go with a lower price ad model. So something to really chew on if that will work. And just to recap the pressures it's facing, the latest quarter saw it lose 200,000 subscribers. The prior quarter already saw it seeing slowing growth. And Netflix is forecasting it could lose as much as 2 million subscribers this year. So that is how much pressure it's facing in the face of intensifying competition. You've got the likes of Peacock from CNBC, for NBC. Uh, you've got Paramount Plus, all the other pluses, Disney Plus. So a lot of competition in the space and they are now trying to figure out how to make back the ma- the money they've been, um, I guess, leaving on the table. We're seeing some high-profile investors like Bill Ackman dumping their Netflix stakes following Netflix's latest earnings report. We're also seeing investors question which stocks might be next. Are there companies that are set to report earnings who might disappoint in such a big way that their shares crater like Netflix? Let's look at some of the names, Ryan, that analysts are floating around in this regard. Yeah, I've got to touch on Netflix first. It was a bit of a Netflix party. Almost 10 analyst downgrades um, from the analyst community after that disappointing results. And just to give you a sampling, UBS uh, just cut its target price by almost half to 355. Pivotal down to 235. You've got Netflix shares at around 226. So quite a bit of a pressure there on Netflix and we saw it down by nearly 35%. And look at other stocks that might fall into the same category once the results are out. You've got um, some research being done to study which companies may face the same pressures. And this is pretty much looking at the attributes around margins. Have their margins peaked? Is it the end of the road when it comes to the boom times? And this will be around the areas of stocks that are in the space of technology, specifically semiconductors. So we've seen that having a good run in recent times. And this could mean names like Citrix Systems, Garmin, Intel, Skyworks Solutions. Uh, There's some speculation that the best of the times may be now. They have seen their margins peaked. And if you look at Intel, their margins actually shrank 2.1 percentage points to 53.6% in the latest fourth quarter. Another sector to watch out for is companies that have been benefiting from the COVID-19 times, all the cleaning companies, and that could include the likes of Clorox. And you can just imagine what the companies have been benefiting from the boom times in the pandemic. Peloton has been one, and of course, they've already fallen quite to some extent. Um, The glove makers. So put those names on your list of who may be next. Got it, got it. All right, next up this morning, let's move on to a different part of the streaming media industry. I'm talking about podcasting. All right, Ryan, apart from Market View Podcasts, of course, uh, and all the podcasts that we create here in SPH, is there a favorite podcast that you listen to? A favorite podcast? Uh, I've got... Your money on the top of my list. All right. <laughs> Somebody give Ryan some nasi lemak this morning. What's your favorite? <laughs> Well, you know, when Serial first came out, I listened to that. But I have to say, because you're in this industry and we're constantly listening to ourselves all the time, um, I don't listen to that many other podcasts. Oh, I guess you're a Netflix kind of person. <laughs> yes, for sure. Netflix monetized the 500 million people watching you. Now, listen, some of the most popular podcasts are by former U.S. President, former First Lady Barack and Michelle Obama. I did listen to that one. The Obamas, though, are now preparing to cut their ties with Spotify. They're 
Their production company is looking for better offers. They also think that being tied to Spotify may have actually hurt their listener numbers. What do you make of this? Yeah, I guess it's a sense of you know, they want a better deal, maybe not just more money, but more leeway to do more things. So they have a production company called Higher Ground. And according to reports, unofficial for now, uh, they are not signing a new deal with Spotify. So reports say they are looking and talking to other distributors, including Amazon's Audible, iHeartMedia among those. Um, this includes not just more money, but also uh, being able to produce several new shows and release them on multiple platforms. So that's something I think they are uh, trying to get away from, a bit of a exclusive lockdown or lock-in that's now in place. Um, so something they, I guess, feel they want to reach more audiences with a uh, new model. Yeah, limited episodes, wider distribution, apparently what they're looking for. Spotify has relied on exclusive rights, right, to promote the episode. Did you catch any of the Obamas? Not yet, but now that we are talking about it, I am going to catch it right after this. All right. Well, Spotify and the Obama's production company Higher Ground have differed on a number of issues, including how much of the company's output features the Obama's. Spotify has spent hundreds of millions of dollars to work exclusively with podcasters like Joe Rogan. Still losing the Obama's is a high-profile loss for Spotify. Spotify shares fell 10% overnight. And if you're interested in their podcasts, uh, you want to look out for the Michelle Obama podcast. And Renegades born in the US, that is a show featuring conversations between Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, forget Michelle Obama, look for Michelle Martin. Hey, give this man more ice cream this morning. He's on a roll. Uh, time for corporate news and a game of up or down. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. United Airlines. All right, United Airlines is an up for me. And this is around the good news. It is seeing a good second quarter and expects to get back into profitability this year. And it's all around people traveling again. Bookings are going up. Yeah, but the US carrier is still expecting to report its first profitable year since 2019, even though we saw it lose more money than expected in the first quarter of this year. UA shares currently trading up more than 7% in after-hours action. Definitely an up for me as well. Let's look at Berkshire Hathaway. All right, Berkshire Hathaway. I would go with a down because there is something at play here, which Hmm. is a proposal to replace Warren Buffett as chairman. So you can imagine that could send some waves if it does happen. But for now, it's quite a long shot going by what I'm reading. Can't imagine that at all, really. One of Berkshire Hathaway's biggest shareholders, a California pension fund, wants to remove Buffett as chairman of the company. They don't think Buffett should be both chairman and CEO. Those are positions that he's held for decades. While this is making headlines, the effort is unlikely to succeed, say market watchers. So Berkshire Hathaway is still an up for me. Let's look at Amazon. All right, Amazon, I will go with an up. It's alongside SpaceX for winning a NASA space communications contract. So it's another win for Amazon's um, business in space. That's right. NASA could help uh, Amazon replace its satellite fleet, apparently. Uh, up, up and away for on the back of the news of that potentially lucrative contract between Amazon and NASA. Let's look at Keppel DC REIT. All right, Keppel DC REIT. Um, that is going to be a bit of a down because it's stuck in a bit of a dispute right now. So it's commenced legal proceedings against its tenant DXC Technology Services 
over a partial default of payment in relation to co-location services provided at one of its data centers. And Mm. this is involving about $14.8 million dollars. Yeah, down for me as well. Keppel DC REIT was one of the worst performers on the Singapore market yesterday after it revealed that its revenue and profits slipped during the first quarter of the year. Sheng Xiong. All right, Sheng Xiong is down for me. Mm. And it's down. If I look at the pictures I'm seeing right now, um, a trolley is going down the travel later. So this is something that's in the news for wrong reasons. A runaway trolley knocking down two people who were traveling on it um, down the line. So, so far, Sheng Xiong has said it will take preventive measures. Um, no details on what they will be, but um, it's not getting a lot of um, favors with the latest viral video. Yeah, it's a huge runaway trolley racing down a travelator, taking people by surprise. You see a woman really knocked to her feet and really stunned by the travelator. But Sheng Xiong is expanding. Uh, it plans to open at least three new stores a year for the next three to five years. So I'm going to go with an up for Sheng Xiong this morning. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 22 minutes into the local trading day. Gunting Singapore led the Straits Times Index higher yesterday. The SDI closed up 0.8% at 33.35. How's the blue chip index doing this morning, Ryan? All right, SDI now on a two-day winning streak. Will it continue? Well, so far, so good. It's up slightly by 0.1% at 3,338. And looking at the STI constituents, uh, it's pretty much more green slightly than red. And at the top of the table, Maple Tree Commercial Trust higher by 1.6%, followed by SATS, Singtel, and Capital Link Integrated Commercial Trust. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the bottom of the table. We've got Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding down by 1.3% at $1.54. So it's giving back some of those gains after a recent run-up with that spin-off of his financial arm in the news. Uh, so something to track um, in the coming days because that financial arm will be listing on the SCI come 28th of April. Okay, in the bottom as well, we've got Johnny Matheson is down by 0.9%, followed by Comfort Delgro, They Farm, Capital Corporation, and two of the banks right now in the red, OCBC and UOB, down by 0.2%. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there. This is Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.fm. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.